Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Eight Giros, 140 stages, 33 top fives, 11 time runner up, and now a Giro d'Italia stage winner. This is Giacomo Nizzolo. We were all waiting for this. He's done it. He's won stage 13 of the Giro 2021. Uh, bonjour, bonjour, bonjourno. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast. On our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. You can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. Dave, do you think he had a, a sigh of relief, well, Giacomo, yesterday? You know what? I've, I've made the first, first error. I should have put my pink shirt on. Yeah, because exactly. it, was, it was a special one, wasn't it? And and all the stats that you just reeled off. And he's one of the nice guys of the Peloton. Look, they're all, I think they're all pretty decent human beings. Yeah, absolutely. In the Giro. But I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times at Tour Down Under and chatting to him off microphone. He's a really lovely guy. And I do remember in 2016 when he crossed the finish line in first place on yep. the final stage as the winner, got DQ'd after. He still won the points jersey. But we thought, wow, that was his big chance. For, would have been his first. And the questions were being asked, when do you expect to win your first? That was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Finally, he gets it done. And he did it. He was easily the strongest yesterday. That's yeah. what was really nice about it. There was no, there was no, there was no crash. There was no someone else got boxed. There was no Peter Sagan couldn't get out. He beat them all fair and square and did it convincingly. And that's what you love to see. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Giacomo Nizzolo straight after the win yesterday. Giacomo, finally. <laughs> Yeah, finally, as I said this morning, <laughs> my goal was to be second and maybe with that was the trick to to get the victory. Uh, I'm super happy. The only goal I had today was to sprint and not get uh, blocked in the final. So I went quite far in the wind, but, you know, I had good legs and uh, it worked out. How did you smell the slipstream of uh, Eduardo Affini who anticipated the brand sprint? Yeah, it was the reference for me. You know, I tried to, to catch him uh, as far as possible and uh, he did... Uh, a great effort, so congrats to him as well, uh, but I'm so happy today. Before that, your team uh, seized the reins of the peloton quite early with 6k to go. Yeah, I mean, we, we took the lead uh, because of the runabouts. I know it was quite early, but yeah, in the end, uh, I wanted to be there uh, safe, out of troubles, and uh, you know, it worked out. You were the record holder of uh, top three the Giro without a win. A win at the Giro, what does it mean for your career? A lot, a lot. As I said, uh, I don't think my value was, uh, it, it changed because of the victory of the Giro, but obviously it's nice, so I will enjoy. Complimenti. Thank you. I'm sure he will enjoy. And uh, a couple of comments here. He mentioned the word slipstream. Slipstream Sarah. Sarah Gigante is with us uh, in the, in this podcast. She's in the, in, in the green room. She's waiting I think uh, she's, to come she's online. She's having chicken and champagne breakfast. 
Is she? Morning, over there. So she's just Sarah. I'm, I know she's waiting. Just help yourself to the fridge, um, Christoph. He stocks it up daily. So absolutely, um, you've got yeah. time. Uh, also, uh, Nizzolo on his helmet. He's got his COVID certificate yeah. printed in, yeah. uh, just to say. But uh, look at it. Honestly, sigh of relief, yeah. but it's well-deserved. And you mentioned the sprint. It was an easy inverted comma win in the end, a logical win. Affini really changed the rule of that, of that, of that sprint. And, and, that, well, I, and I think that completely opened it up for Nitzelo. And, and look, he was the one who reacted. So he did take a bit of a gamble, but he said he had good legs. And he said he, he didn't want to be boxed. He, he wanted to have a clean run to the line and then, you know, then you can sort of be content. If you yeah. get boxed or you get balked in a sprint finish, you're always sort of, you know, hitting yourself in the head saying, oh, I should have done this. I should yeah. have done that. And you sort of don't know what your full potential could have been. So he left it all out there and, you know, the, the heavens opened up for him and that was fantastic. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, the DS, the director sportif, Henrik Redent. I was uh, incredibly happy because I know he'd been fighting so long to get that win. <laughs> always been second, and finally it, it 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 is there. You know, two times second again this this uh, week. And and but how he sprinted now this time. Uh, the team worked again fantastic for us. Uh, they they kept him in front, tried to put him there on the position that we gave him up from the car because we have some people also in the front. So the the whole team is one to 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 get that victory for him and finally gets it so I'm, I'm really really happy and I think everybody here is it's incredibly happy so yeah it's, it's and, awesome and, and you've seen the sprint presumably I mean he came from so far back what a performance to actually win the stage yeah it is yeah because when I saw him coming there from the right he, he accelerated already I was still about 350 meters to go I think but then yeah he said I, I just go and uh, Max put him there in that position he started and when you see the the first 50 60 meters he takes like three bike lengths and to make that up at that speed is almost impossible and you just make it, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's really amazing when I see it and I'm so happy, uh, not only for him but uh, myself as well when I see this. Yeah. So we've already seen from the data device on his bike that he hit a maximum speed of 77 kilometers an hour in that sprint. What do you think of that? Oh, all right. Well, that's something new that I didn't know that, but that's, uh, yeah. It, it was a little bit, I think it's about half a percent down. It was about a tailwind, so for sure you, you get big speed, but like 77, that's quite fast I must say it's not like a descent it was so but yeah if you see him accelerating uh, already that moment when we saw that because I, I didn't have image uh, my, my colleagues were watching television I said he's going he's going so yeah but crazy hit uh, really nice it's our second win in this Giro so uh, we lost uh, Pozo Vivo due to a crash it was so sad to, to see that happening because that's our leader for the general of course with the climbs coming but now our youngster uh, won a stage and our Nizzo finally makes it up so yeah, awesome! Congratulations! Thank right. you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you. There we go. It's hard to please a DS. Eh? It's yeah. always something. Like it's a, yeah, he went seventy-seven an hour, yeah. but uh. no, it was downhill. <laughs> it was a tailwind, you know. Um, <laughs> Hendrik Redanto, he's a legend. Yeah, uh, he's worked on loads of teams. He's another lovely guy. I know. I say this about a few, but he really is. And uh, look, he, I'm sure he worked at Lotto with Robbie McEwen okay. back in the day. He's been everywhere, Hendrik. So he's a great guy to have. On that squad, two stage wins. 
for them, as he said, yeah. lost their, they've lost their best man and they've had two stage wins. They've had a very successful And a tour. newbie. A newbie won the stage. They had two, almost two new winners, mm -hmm. you know, so they were almost unexpected. And remember when we said, oh, Team Kubeka, uh, they've already won their Giro because they had that win, but they've doubled it up today. And they're in, and they're in the hunt for the jersey. For Absolutely. The yeah. So, yeah. so all, in all, all in all, the top 10 stayed the same. Uh, any surprises? I think Jai lost a bit of time yesterday. Yeah, well done. We'll do We'll talk a bit about this. Uh, surprise, not surprise. You got a bit of theory behind this. Well, I was at first, and I thought, "Is he sick?" And now I'm actually starting to think he's smart. He's docked himself <laughs> a bit more time yeah. to maybe allow himself to get in the breaks because he was 15 minutes down. So I think he's docked himself yeah. a couple more minutes. He knows his GC's gone. A stage win now would be massive for yeah. Jai. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So let's maybe wait for tonight. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she was waiting patiently uh, in uh, in her kitchen and in our green room. It's uh, Sarah Gigante. She's with us. How are you, Sarah? All the way from uh, Girona, I believe. Yes. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Should I say? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to learn Spanish. Although I did say a funny meme today, I have to tell you. I'm living in the present because that's the only tense I know how to conjugate. <laughs> <laughs> how, how's life for you? Uh, you're, you're in Girona, as I just said, uh, and something exciting is happening for you today, I believe. Oh, very exciting. I get to ride outside for the first time in four and a half weeks since my crashing flesh alone. So I'm so pumped. I planned my route out ages ago and I've just been <laughs> waiting for this day. Is the uh, geez, I hope the weather's good. Is it, a, is it a nice day outside? Yeah, it actually is. It's beautiful, but I would go out if it was torrential rain. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no swifting today. No <laughs> swifting today. Yeah, I love no. it. It's kept me sane, but no swifting. Definitely no swifting this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, well, obviously, your injuries have healed enough to at least get out on the road. Talk us through that and talk us through what the Rico was like because it was a pretty nasty crash you had in Flesh Lion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, um, yeah, someone's bike went right under my front wheel. I flipped and landed completely on my collarbone. So I actually broke that in more than five places and then had to get, like, the plate but also special tape for all the little shards. And I also broke my elbow and my fibula. So... The fibula one is the one that made me the most upset because, okay, like my arm was quite broken, more broken than my leg, but I'm a cyclist, so I was like, who needs arms anyway? But when I found out I had to actually take time off the bike rather than just time on the trainer, yeah, that was a bit upsetting. But uh, after my little break, it was a forced break, but I think it was actually good for me, some time off the bike, and now I'm fresh. I've been training hard the last a uh, week or so, week and a half, and yeah, fresh and really ready to go. So I think it's maybe done me good. Yeah. At this stage, you I know you you're putting the right the, the the crush behind you, and then you look forward. And of course, we've learned this week about you being selected for for the Olympics. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, just going to bring a couple of uh, uh, photos that you you posted here, but it's an important mm -hmm. moment for you. Uh, there's you as a as a child, but it's a time for you to reflect. On, on the journey, I guess. What does that mean for you to be selected as as ultimate part of the of the team in in the Olympics in Tokyo? Yeah, it's just insane. Like, oh man, those photos. <laughs> my mom, <laughs> that's my mom there. She's just been alongside me every step of the way, and I I know she's in Australia now, and I'm in Spain. But she, it's just crazy. I, yeah, I just can't believe how far 
I've come from that tiny kid. I've loved riding bikes the whole way along, and I don't know how I've suddenly found myself going to the Olympics, but it's crazy, and it's an absolute dream come true. But I think it's, yeah, one of those dreams that you have, but you don't really, like, it's too much of a fantasy, you know. Like, I obviously always wanted to go to the Olympics, but I think I described it as a a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, like something you really want to be there, but you're not sure if it actually is. And it turns out it is. So, yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Were you, uh, no doubt it was in your mind, I guess, in January this year, once you had to, you come to the realisation of your injuries at Flesh, what was going through your minds in that sort of initial week in your recovery? Were you thinking, there goes the Olympics, or were you still thinking, okay, I can recover, I can I can come back? What was, you know, I'm sure it wasn't all positive thoughts. I'm sure you had a bit of a downer at some stage. Yes, definitely not all positive thoughts. So I remember when I crashed, the first thing on my mind was Flesh. I was super, super excited for that race and it finishes on finishes on top of a wall so like I was more excited for it than any of the other races it suited me the best so I got back on my bike I was thinking about yeah that race like just I got back to the peloton I was like oh no I can still have a really good race and yeah I realized that my shoulder wasn't dislocated after all and it certainly wasn't gonna just pop back in like I was hoping and then when I stopped and got into the car and then I realized my leg was really hurting as well. Then suddenly I realized it was more than just missing flesh. Then I was starting to think about Liège. And then I thought, yeah, my Olympics. I like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get picked, but I knew I had a chance. And I thought that chance was gone. Not because I'm not going to be strong by July, but just because it's hard to select someone <laughs> who's a bit broken. So, yeah, I, I was definitely pretty upset in the convoy I had to sit in the convoy for three hours in quite a lot of pain I must say so that was not a fun time driving around in the convoy thinking about yeah missing races missing my little chance but no it turned out my bones have healed really quite well I'm so so stoked so good job bones (laughs) yeah the bones have done well they've done well (laughs) Uh, have you been able to to talk to the other girls in the team now tiffany or or spratty about the not the expectation of the olympics but what it means and and try to build that rapport straight away yeah yeah we got a group chat going straight away and including the staff i think the staff we have on board is super awesome as well and we're all so excited and the special thing is so it's um my debut, same with Grace and Tiff. So we're all obviously stoked. But the special thing is that Spratty is also stoked and it's her third game. So that's really nice when, you know, the Olympics are special when someone's still super excited about getting selected for them, even on their third go. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't I didn't realise, Sarah, that um, it's Tiff's first games because she's been around, obviously, a long time. It's Spratty's third, mm-hmm. but... I imagine you'll draw a lot on the experience of Tiff just as a, as a cyclist and for her, her length in the sport and also uh, Spratty. Tiff being yeah. Tiffany Cromwell. Yeah, to just Tiff Cromwell, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've heard Tiff's an awesome road captain. I've never been her teammate before, but I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously I know Spratty is super awesome, lovely and really experienced as well. And then Grace, I was, it's nice. I was Grace's teammate back on hold and women's racing in 2017 when I was I was like the little um what do they call it like the 
the writer there for experience. I forgot the name, but I was the under 19 and yeah, Grace was um, on the Aussie development team racing in, in Europe for like the winter and then she'd come back and do some of the NRS later. So I remember being her teammate then and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Grace's teammate. And that's like me now. <laughs> she's, she's there winning all these races, like another race just um, two days ago, which was awesome. Yeah, 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 she was. Do you know what's scary, Maka? Is uh, I'll bring back the photo here. The fashion here is not even shocking. That's how old we are, you know. Yeah, she, she's she's tiny here, but I'm looking at the fashion. The mum is like, I would wear this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, shush, don't say anything. Uh, how's life for you in, in Spain? I know you're just heading to to go out, but everything is different, I guess, in mm. Europe. And and for you, you feel you got a spring in your step, and 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 your career is really now. On a on a on a sort of a highway, or is it, is it a better highway for you to supercharge your career? Yeah, I love it here. So I've never been to Spain before, but it, it's lovely, and everyone just walks and rides everywhere. So I really love that. Like at the start, it sucked because I had to like limp to the shops. But now that my legs work, I, I love it. So walkable. Like everyone seems to know everyone. There are lots of Aussies around, and. Apparently the roads are really good. I will let you know in in four hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good. We, yes. We, want, we want to do your update on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> we want. Yes, we want Strava profile photos of the ride. I'm sure she's um, got everything ready. She's got yeah, everything. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then, tell us about your build up towards the Olympics. What races are you hoping to sort of squeeze in between now and the games? Yeah, I'm not super certain on my race schedule, so I'm actually. Picked mainly for the time trial is why I was picked. So my focus is completely on the time trial. And then hopefully I can do my best to help out in the road race. But, yeah, I'm, I have to do everything I can to turn into uh, a perfect time trialist in the next, I think it's like 60-something 60, 60 days. Not that so I you're can. not down <laughs> the days, obviously. <laughs> like 54 days to women to leave or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Do you – like? The, the, there's always this question about the Olympics happening, not happening. Do you as an athlete, now you're selected, you just shut this off and then you're, I'm going to say hope for the best, but you hope the Olympics happen. You hope everything goes to fine. Uh, do you still have, do you have to flush this out of your of your brain now? Yeah, I, I wish I was immune to like thinking about it and I should probably stop checking the news about Japan. But I think you just have to, yeah, believe it's going to happen because the way you have to commit like literally everything and dedicate so much towards it, you have to really believe it's going to happen. So yeah, I'm I'm going as if it's like going ahead with all my preparations as if it's happening and yeah, fingers, toes and literally everything crossed that it does. And if not, then at least I'll be a stronger time trialist by July. <laughs> you will. Oh, Dara, if that's the case, we'll definitely we'll I'll create some I'll promote some time trials, Sarah. But um no, I'm confident they'll happen. Uh quick quick question. If we look at back of the end of the of the year, there's of course Paris Roubaix, there's all, all those the world as well. Do you also target this sort of racing? Do you go First time women's by Roubaix, something you want to be part of, even just for the history? Oh, I'd love to be part of it, actually. Although I don't think I'm going to be picked by my team. I The women's tour is like, I think it's only two days later or something. And I've got that on my, my radar, hopefully. I have something exciting about the women's tour. So in women's racing, apparently, I mean, unfortunately, there are only like 
I don't know, three UCI time trials. Like, it, it's really sad. Like, one in the Giro Rosa, maybe. There's normally one in Turrigan, not this year. And then there's one at the Women's Tour and one in October. Okay, that's four. And then there's Worlds and the Olympics. But only, like, four that are just non-championship time trials that you just need a team to be able to go in rather than, like, the national team. And I love time trialing, and I'm the national champion, so... I really want to win my green and gold, but like I'm not sure if I get to do those races and it's all a bit hard. But then I looked, the women's tour was postponed to October and stage three out of all the stages happens to be a time trial and stage three is on the 6th of October, which happens to be my 21st birthday. So how cool oh, is that? Wow. <laughs> there you there go. go. It's, meant to, it's meant to happen. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Those planets are aligned. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. It's always a, a big, big pleasure to talk to you. And you know what? We don't want to hold you even longer for you to just go outside. Go out. Go go and enjoy oh, well, it. I was hoping she'd stick around and watch the rest of the show. She's from... not, you don't have to. You watch it yeah. on replay. Watch it on replay. <laughs> uh, go and enjoy out. the ride. Get go out. and enjoy <laughs> the hills of Girona. I do listen to the podcast, I have to say, because I have to try not to hold a grudge against you for – being glad that I didn't win nationals. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Who was that, Christoph? I know. He's all like that. Let me know the throwing you. Yeah, I'm yeah, pulling in the line. Don't worry. Uh, Thanks for listening, Tara. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Ooh, she listens. Whoops. She does. <laughs> I know. I know. Who would have thought? I think we better plug that. Yeah, absolutely. We better plug that Sarah Gigante watches as our listen, pilot, As listened by it. Sarah Gigante. Uh, she's a sport, isn't she? And absolutely. You know, you know what I love? Her, her attitude about, like, her, her crash was serious. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that she was able to get back on the bike. You know, it's funny because, uh, not, it's not so funny, but I broke my collarbone in four places. That's, so well, that's she, pretty she, funny. She, she beat, no, it's, <laughs> I know it made you laugh. <laughs> I remember in a hospital bed. <laughs> but she beat me. I oh, know. She, oh, no, she even beat you at that. Five places. She probably hurt four so, places. Yeah, damn. Um, absolutely. Now, but the fact that she's bounced back and the fact that she's out on the road and she's now bang she zoned in on that tt yeah absolutely she'll give it she will give that a big shake yeah i think absolutely let's look at uh, what's happening on our screens tonight on the giro on sbs and of course we've got pretty good stage happening tonight yeah it's not bad interesting and uh what do you make actually of the profile and what what is expected of that stage yeah so look it's a stage 14 as you said 206.5 kilometers from a place called Cittadella. And they go up a small climb. They've got to climb sort of two-thirds of the way in. Then they finish on this other climb that goes up to 1,700 metres called Monte Zoncolan. Which is legendary. It's a monster. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> we're just trying to, although, although, we're just trying to keep a lid on it. <laughs> I, I was trying to keep although, a lid on it. Although, apparently, they're going the easy way. Yeah, they're going <laughs> the easy way. So the easy way, easy way you know? only <laughs> averages 8.9. And the last two kilometres sits at about 16 and 17%. Or and according like to Robbie, uh, in our little private uh, chat uh, we have, uh, the last time they climbed that side was in 2003. Yeah, it's the only time. It's the only it's time. The they've, only done. T- they've done it six times. Remember, Michael Rogers won back in 2014, I think it was, or 16. Uh, but, yeah, they've only been up. Decide they go up tonight once, which was the very first time. Um, isn't it interesting? Just side note, how Robbie's taken over the tipping results. I know some people are now not happy about it. Well, he's, <laughs> he's, not... get, he's getting all smirky because I think he's in the lead. So, McEwen, we are coming for you, we are hunting you. All right, if you Absolutely. think it's done, mate, we've still got the dolomites to get through. 
you're, you're not home and Although host. Although I'm pretty at the bottom. Well, well you are designated <laughs> super domestic. Yes. So I know I'm that, can't be one. I'm going for stages. I want three stages uh, so far, but like I'm just, but then I completely <laughs> crushed in the rest anyway. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the SPS <laughs> tipping comp. We get. We get pretty full on about it, don't we? It's, Ooh, yeah. it's and serious. it's purely bragging rights. Uh, there's, absolutely. There's no betting in it. It's just bragging rights. Uh, Egan Bernal today said that this climb is serious. Yep. He had an easy, relatively easy day yesterday. Let's listen to him talking about this climb. You have mentioned tomorrow, would you like to win up the Zoncolan with the Malia Rosa as a symbol? Tomorrow we'll have, we will have a, a hard day, so... Uh, from now we need to start to thinking about tomorrow. I would be would be special, but uh, you know it's difficult also to control the, the all the peloton uh, to control the brake. So uh, I would be happy if I just uh, keep the the, the malia, but uh, I will do my best. Honestly, we'll be happy to uh, keep this one. We've got it here. Uh, keep the he's the, just, the he's jersey. At the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's having a rest. He's having a rest. Here you go. Let's put it here. Day. He can't be sitting upright the whole time. It's true, but uh, he's happy to keep the pink. I reckon he will be happier to win that stage because it's it's kind of a iconic stage to win. Oh, it totally is. Look, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a fifty fifty whether the break will survive. Yeah, because I think on a climb like that. What did I say? It's 12 kilometers. That's 12 kilometers in length. There's a climb before it that goes up to 1,000 meters. Uh, that averages sort of 6%, and it's about 10 or 15 kilometers in length. The brake will need 10 minutes, I think, at the base of the first climb. To survive? Yeah, to survive. Okay. If, they don't, if they've got less than 10 minutes, they won't survive, just because I think the, the, the GC teams are then going, going to go full gas into the base of the Zonkalon. Then you've got the, – they're the best riders in the yeah. race. So you've got the best climbers in Bernal, in Yates, in Caruso. Surprisingly, this Italian is – he's been dynamite uh, this year. So, yeah, they're going to need 10 minutes. So I'm going to say this now, that the winner, the stage winner will come from the peloton. Whoa, okay. So yeah. no no hope for the breakaway. You I think? don't think the break will get there. Okay. No. I think one of the most interesting guys to look at tonight as well is Remco Evonepoel. Because we've if, sort of, if, if you think so, <laughs> and I'm right, and I'm right. Uh, no, but when you think about it, uh, he had this awful, awful day after rest day, mm. and then you know yesterday was an easier. We don't know where he's at. There's this big question. Mark. Absolutely, no, you're right. So it's, either he's going to blow the whole thing apart tonight, yeah, or is yeah. he going to blow himself up? <laughs> it's no, it's true. I, I, I see it going one or two ways. I yeah. don't. It's sort of weird. I don't really see him just riding with them because it's not the sort of climb any pro athlete or even you average cyclist you ride up a 10 to 15 percent climb and if you're with a group of riders very hard to get a sit yeah. you're not getting much of a slipstream then mm. there's not much wind break and the steeper it gets you literally it is mano mano so it's you know you're racing on your own and you've just got to ride your, your tempo that you can handle when the slopes slopes are that steep so there'll be riders that will seriously get found out tonight yeah. and what you know what i like about it Guys like Yates and Manuel Bookman, they're featherweights. Yep. They're real featherweights. So will this suit them a bit better? Will we see Bernal just off a little mm -hmm. bit? I don't know. He's He's been good so far. The Zonkalan will throw some surprises. There's so much uh, to find out. And it yep. starts at uh, 9.20 on uh, Viceland. It's a bit earlier. I can't remember the time, but it's a bit earlier on SBS On Demand. Check out your guides. But 9.20 and Robbie yeah. is back and commentating. After, yeah, Kino. after huge, huge um, support, I'll say, on social media. 
Yeah, because yesterday we, uh, yeah. and you probably all noticed that we had to revert back to uh, the international feed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we uh, we were all so in the team. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the whole yeah, support for all your messages yesterday because we took them at heart. And it shows us how much you love what the guys are doing in the commentary. So thank you so much. Well, what it was... <laughs> What, what it was? <laughs> no, there was well, there was six of us, and we all banded together and said we want in our contracts Rolls Royce. Yeah, okay. And so the SBS they came up with four, but two were missing out, and we all went, nope, <laughs> nope, we won't go ahead. So no, if, you be, if you I'm believe just, that, I'm just trashing the city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you believe that, well, then <laughs> you believe, you'll believe anything. anything. <laughs> you, know? you even believe he win a stage at the Giro. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> each year that goes on, it's becoming unbelievable yeah. because it's on VHS. It can't be found. <laughs> you know, the, the, the magnetic tape is go, is wearing off. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I need to, I need to somehow salvage it. Save it. It's crazy. Anyway, live uh, stage tonight from SBS uh, Viceland 920 with uh, Kino and, uh, of course, Rob. Yes. Uh, back in the chair. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, and again, tune in tonight. Is this one stage? It's Saturday night. Come on, you can watch it. Oh, we're know, having a party. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Thank you for joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Maka and I will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. on all the SBS Cycling socials. Until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.